All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to Footy Finals Fury. Die-hard Collingwood fan, Nathan. Nathan, today's title of this episode is called "Why Collingwood Sucks." What happened? Go. <laughs> well. Uh, basically, in summary, what's happened is that Collingwood just cannot get their hands on the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in the last three years, Collingwood were ranked number one for disposals. Mm-hmm. They had the most handballs, and this year they're sitting down at 14th for disposals. So they just can't, they just mm-hmm. can't get their hands on the ball. Um, and part of that is because they're not getting first use at the. Um, at the um, stoppages because they can't win the clearances. So that's sort of where it's breaking down in that Grundy's still winning the hitouts, but once the ball gets to ground in those clearances, it's just not going Collingwood's way or the opposition are able to break even, which then means that Collingwood can't get their uh, possession game going. And the second factor is that right now Collingwood are actually in the bottom five for scoring this year. So the only sides who have actually scored fewer points than Collingwood this year uh, are the other sides in the bottom four, so Gold Coast, Hawthorne and North Melbourne, and then the GWS Giants. Mm-hmm. So they just, they just can't get their hands on the ball, and when they get their hands on the ball, they're going sideways, which is then leading to... Uh, opposition side being able to get numbers back inside the 50 and basically just clog up Collingwood's forward line which is another whole issue in itself but that's basically the reasons why Collingwood are where they are right now if you're the coach for Collingwood uh, Collingwood Essendon game in few days um What's going to be any change? Well, are there going to be any changes? Um, what are some of the plays that you guys are going to, going to go? I mean, I myself as a Bombers fan, how many points are different? Who's going to take out the, the, the big, um, what do you call it, NZ clash or something? Um, the medal. The medal, yep. And, and um, well, how's the day was going to go? Put it this way. Um, well, first of all, I just should point out that it is an absolute honour and privilege to play on Anzac Day. I think it's one of the most sacred days on the football calendar. Um, And, um, yeah, I've had the honour of going to the last uh, probably eight or nine Anzac Days. Uh, So it it is an honour to be involved in it. And if you're not a Collingwood or an Essendon supporter and you ever get the opportunity to go along, then I highly suggest that you get to go along. Uh, because it is an amazing day. Uh, but in terms of the actual football, so from my understanding, I know that the Jordan DeGoe is not going to play. Uh, so that's already a big out. Jeremy Howe's not going to play. So that's another big out in the back line. Um, and there'll probably be a few other little changes. I've heard some rumours about Chris Main potentially being... Uh, out as well so I think there will be changes at Collingwood but t- to be honest with you I could not tell you who's who could come into that side and possibly change a lot about what's going wrong at Collingwood I think it's I think it's 
bigger than any player what's going on at Collingwood right now that are driving these problems. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Uh, and my tip for the Anzac Day medal, um, well, uh, I'm, I'm, I might be slightly biased. I am going to tip Collingwood just. And I think the Anzac Day medalist might be Brody Grundy. Really? Okay. Okay. Hope you're right. Hope you're right. Okay. <clears throat> now, um, the title is, I'm still insist, I'm going to say why Collingwood sucks, right? Mm, as a Collingwood fan, uh, last couple of weeks, close, mm, uh, there were some, some chances. Uh, what do you think some of the things going through uh, the Collingwood players right now? I just think that there's a lack of um, confidence in the players and the way that they're playing at the moment. I mean, as I said, they're missing Jaden Stevenson down in that forward line. And I think I said last year, I think when we did one of our very first podcasts, I think I went through it with everyone a stat about Collingwood's record with and without Jaden Stevenson in that side. And I think this year we're seeing that that record is holding true. So... That's all of what I was touching on, but I don't think there's any one player who can come in and fix Collingwood's issues. I think it's a whole club who have to, um, you know, try and regather that confidence that they've had over the last couple of years. Uh, but, um, it, yeah, look, I think that's probably the biggest issue right now is that there just doesn't seem to be any confidence in some of the players and some of these players did play in the grand final side in 2018 and they just seem to completely have no confidence in maybe themselves or maybe in the way that the ball's being delivered to them but yeah I think there is a shake-up that does need to happen whether or not it's this week well I can only hope being a Collingwood supporter and it being on Anzac Day but um yeah, I just can't see where a shake-up going to come from. Right, okay. <clears throat> okay. Let's uh, go through some of the... Uh, we'll, we'll come back to this, this topic a little bit later. Are you happy with your super coach this weekend or last weekend? Um, well, I'm actually... So, for those of you who are out there and listen I've actually been on for the last two weeks so I've actually been doing I actually did an 85 hour fortnight at work right <laughs> um Ouch. so it's safe to say that I've been a little bit uh more focused on uh real life stuff which mm-hmm. is you know it, it's okay but um yeah look um unfortunately I made a couple of errors with my super coach side uh not last week, the weekend before. So uh, I forgot that Matt Fife was playing and he was sitting on the bench and he scored about 130. So I missed out on his score. And uh, Patrick Gangerfield was also back playing that week as well. And he was also on the bench as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I have made a trade this week. I have got... Rid of, I've had to get rid of Jeremy Howe, mm-hmm. uh, and that's another out. 
Oh, no, I've said Jeremy Howe. Um, yeah, I've had to get rid of Jeremy Howe because obviously he's not going to be playing for like eight weeks. And as much as I say you can carry some players, I don't think you can carry a player for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So, um, I brought in uh, Christian Salem, who's a little bit of a point of difference, but Melbourne are absolutely flying at the minute, and he's part of the reason why. So, mm-hmm. and. The other big one as well is Hayden Young. So I'm one of the unlucky people who had Hayden Young. And um, yeah, I was pretty disappointed when he went down because if I had made all those correct uh, things, I could have given Thomas a run for his money. And in the end, I think he won by about 300 points. So if I had Fife on the park and if I had Dangerfield on the park instead of on the bench, and if Hayden Young didn't get injured, there was every chance that I could have... I don't think I would have beaten Thomas, but I wouldn't have lost by as big a margin as what I did. Okay, cool. Um, name the <clears throat> name the winning team. Okay, name the winning team. GWS Giants, Bulldogs. Uh, oh, it'd be hard to go past the Bulldogs. Gold Coast, Sydney. Uh, Sydney. Geelong Coast, West Coast. Uh, Geelong easily. <laughs> Carlton Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane just. Melbourne Richmond. Oh, Blockbuster. Uh, uh, I think you just got to tip Richmond, but I wouldn't be surprised if Melbourne did win. But I think based on what we know, you just got to favour Richmond. Okay. Fremantle North. Ah, <clears throat> uh, Freo. Hawks Ad- Adelaide. Uh, gonna go Hawthorne down in Tassie. Mm-hmm. Right, Collingwood Ob- uh, Bombers. Uh, Collingwood just. Port Saints. Uh, Port Adelaide. Okay, beautiful. All right, sounds nice and simple. Well, uh, last question about uh, why Collingwood sucks. Um, for those listeners, if you can change our mind that Collingwood doesn't suck, or you want to add more stuff about what Collingwood sucks. Feel free to reach out to us. Any point, any time. If you listen to this convo, you know, a while back or whenever. Um, I'm sure Nathan and I would love to hear what you what you think. And as much as Collingwood are one of the best and most supported um, club in, in AFL, I think um, on top of the list you got Richmond and Bombers and, and, and teams like that. But Collingwood, they have a culture that is flamboyant passionate and I loud loud um, but at the end of the day in my opinion teams like Collingwood that really helps AFL players helps the, the, the fans helps the mental health you know get 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 the whole family out and about um, so Collingwood are actually a very unique team in my opinion people will go out in pub and go who do you go for Collingwood they get that extra sort of like you know profiling look and all that but if you say west coast or some you know port adelaide you know you just just a team you know but collingwood does have that so they do yeah yeah and and <laughs> you know you're gonna be loud you're gonna be proud you know side by side yep. so um okay well I'm, I'm gonna stick with this the 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 uh the, the title called why collingwood sucks and hopefully bring more collingwood fans in listening to to this as well as following footy finals fury so my name is tom and i'm very lucky to have nathan until next time um 
stay well, stay healthy, and uh, I want to say go Bombers, but I will say go AFL. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers, Tom. cheers, Nathan. Have a good one. Ah,、uh, see you, Tom. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen,、uh, welcome back to Triple F.、Uh, I've got Thomas with me. Thomas, what happened on the on the weekend、uh, with the Saints?、Um, we pretty much bounced back, which was good.、Um, Yay! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a it was a good win to say the least. I guess it was kind of a win that we had to that we had to get. Unfortunately, it was probably at the start of the season we'd be looking.、Um, At this match, as they kind of just get through the match without any injuries and move on to the next one. But I guess、mm-hmm. um, with the stuff that's been happening earlier on、um, with the injuries and all that, I guess this was one match which we had to really stamp our authority, and luckily we did so.、Um, having said that, Hawthorne had a fair few injuries on their list.、Yeah. If I, so if, I, I can, if I can, if I can, if you can exchange one loss、uh, for this win from the、yeah. last five, four, five rounds. Which which game do you think you deserve that extra?、Uh, you, which team do you th- well? Which game do you think that Saints really deserve the win? Even though even including blowout games. Um, poor. I wouldn't say deserve particularly because I don't think we've deserved anything that we've lost, unfortunately.、Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably have to say the Melbourne game if I had to choose one.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think even though the Essendon one was a bit of a shock. Um, in regards to going into that match, we were heavy favourites. I think the Melbourne one,、um, we probably had our chances definitely in that game. I think that just set up kind of the kind of rollercoaster downward or the downward trend、um, going into the next couple games. I think I think that game really just showed our weaknesses or lack of depth per se,、um, and it got really exposed in those next couple games. So we did、right. um, get a few heavy losses. Okay,、um, coming off a win. Uh, huge confidence.、Uh, moving to the next rounds.、Uh, before we go,、um, Super Coach, happy with the Super Coach score? Um, oh, it's <laughs> average to say average. the least. Two thousand, two thousand, yeah, two thousand something, which was below par, I think,、mm-hmm. or just just below par.、Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a bit difficult, I guess, with with trades and stuff, and making the right call at the right time.、Um, probably had one trade. That kind of cost me a couple points, but it's a long season, so we'll see how we go. But I think it's it's getting better in, in regards. So I think they they might be moving on to announcing teams、um, on the Thursday evening. I think that, that I heard that somewhere that they're actually trying to or having a meeting、um, today to potentially make announcements for all teams on Thursday, which would make a life a lot easier rather than having to wait until the very last minute to do trades. But、um, who knows when that will actually、um, take full effect. For for someone、um, who played, sorry, for someone who played for the, like you know as a first season,、um, yeah. Do you think? Because、uh, I felt this way. It's I felt like it got harder and harder to trade or substitute as season goes. Is that is that a thing or is it just me not understanding it? A super coach. Yeah. I mean, so, sometimes it's really easy to trade,、um, especially say when there's one player definitely that you should be trading in, regardless or making the obvious trade.、Um, having said that, it does, I think you're right in the fact that it does get harder on、um, 
because you've only got 30 trades. I know that AFL Fantasy, for example, you have two trades each week regardless of, of the scenario. So essentially you have 44 trades all up, mm-hmm. um, which makes life a lot easier because if you stuff something up, you can easily kind of backpedal a bit. Even though it may cost you a little bit, um, you can easily just correct that the next week. But because you've only got 30 in the season, um, it can make it a bit tricky and a bit demotivating, I guess, if you make a wrong call and then have to suffer that through the week and then, you know, you have to kind of either fix it or try and do something else. It makes it a little bit hard. Oh, um, yeah. And I think this season in particular, there's been so many injuries and, and things like that. I think in particular, the injury front has hit a lot of people hard and a lot of people have to waste trades just to get rid of a player that's been injured. Um, who you would have not necessarily thought you would have traded out in the first place. Mm. And also, like, you got a player who kicked 10 goals one game and then just disappeared the next. Um, it's so hard to put in. And then and then some 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 players, um, I don't know any of my top of my head, but they could be just really ups and downs. And, like, like they'll play two games really well and then become really expensive. You're like, all right, cool, I'll give you the third one. And then they're just, you know, two disposals. And the only player I think you were... Right on the like, spot on, Nat, Nat yeah. and Gorn and Trucker, yeah. they were yeah. so consistent. They were one ten, one twenty, and or, or even better. So, any more consistent players? <laughs> I mean, oh, the easy ones, Jack McRae. Oh yeah, Jack yeah, from yeah. the Western Bulldogs. Um, so many other ones, really. Even like you look at Jake Lloyd, who last year he was defender, defender for the Swans. I mean. He was consistently putting out 130s with his eyes closed pretty much, and even his bad games were, were, were you know, 110s. Um, but even he's had an average start. I mean, he's still hitting above 100s, but just over 100. Um, but, I mean, you're right in saying that, it, you know, you look at Jordan Ridley, for example, who was averaging about 130, um, and everyone, you know, was saying you had to get him in. And then I got him in... Um, I don't know what a couple two weeks ago I think and then he was started all right pretty average but then he got concussed so he misses a week automatically um, and he comes back against Carlton and still doesn't score a hundred so it's a bit um, up and down it's so hard to predict you can say that one player may have you know ten consistent games where they score one ten or one ten or above and have a good start to the season but then you get one game where they either get injured and you can't predict that sort of thing. Um, and it's you know a bit of a roller coaster there. But having said that, I mean that's where the more experienced players, I guess, understand those players who are a bit more consistent um, and don't just trade in someone who has had two like really flash games. Um, but then the rest of the season they're you know pretty average because I guess the people that you're trying to trade in are the, are the players that you think will be their top ten or top eight in their position on averages by the end of the season, which is pretty hard to predict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, you got a bit of sniffle. Okay, is yeah, everything okay? Yeah, I've been on the weather, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, just call out the, the better team, please. Just call out the better team. Richmond, Geelong. Um, that'd be a close one. Um, oh, I go for Geelong. I, I reckon want, I want Geelong. Richmond. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh-huh. Um, G- GWS, Essendon? Uh, GWS. Uh, Gold Coast, St Kilda? Uh, tight one, but after back security. Yeah, yeah. North Melbourne surprisingly did, did okay on the weekend. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying good, but okay. So North Melbourne Collingwood, this will be the. <laughs> I think this will actually be a, a game that could. Um, I don't know if Nathan 
we bother watching footy after this, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, I don't know if, if Collingwood can bounce back or will bounce back. Or um, I think North, I'll tip North in this one. Yeah. Um, it could be the game that somehow rejuvenates them to, to get a win and um, kind of kick Collingwood further down a little bit more. Without putting anyone sort of you know, in in a bad in a bad place than it should be, or it is now. Do you think this is a uh, going to be a, a a match for wooden spooners? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you look at it now. It is because it's North first Collingwood, seventeenth versus eighteenth. But uh-huh. um, on paper, and the start of the season, um, Collingwood, you would have thought would easily beat North Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but it seems like North Melbourne is starting to stick a pick a few more boxes where they have to and they've been in, in games more often they just haven't finished it off I mean they look at the game they played at Melbourne I mean granted it was in Tasmania so it favoured their their team a little bit more because you know they might be more used to conditions or whatever um, but they stayed in that game for, for three and a half quarters realistically and, and Melbourne got them at the end so I think they take a fair bit of confidence out and um, try and start really strongly against Collingwood mm-hmm. um, and if they can do that they go a long way to winning that game but I think it'll be close because I think Collingwood I mean they have to win that game to you know I wouldn't be surprised if they lose that game by say 10 20 points <laughs> Nathan Buckley loses his job pretty quickly I think <laughs> uh, okay so this is just a rumour I don't want to say anything more but uh, they said that Collingwood is going to sign Bucks for three more years that's just a rumor. I'm not gonna. I'm not credit for that. I just saw that on on somewhere. All right. Anyway, uh, Melbourne, Sydney. Melbourne's getting some tough games. Yeah. Who, who, who'd you got? Uh, I think Melbourne yeah. will win that one. I mean, Sydney came off a really strong win against Geelong. Um, in Sydney, however, but I think Melbourne they'll have a lot of confidence going in. I think they they want to get to that game against I think the Western Bulldogs when I play them in round ten, and if they can get their ten and zero. Um, it'd be pretty impressive and they don't, they don't really have any weaknesses I mean they lost uh, Adam Tomlinson to an ACL unfortunately which would have um, suffered their back one a little bit but if they can fix that up um, they'll pretty much go into that favourites I reckon mm-hmm. Port, uh, Port Adelaide versus Adelaide should be an easy one yeah it's a dar- it's a dar- that's a traditional derby um, I think Port Adelaide should be too strong especially I mean I would have said it might be a little bit closer if Port Adelaide won the game against Brisbane and went into that one but I think after losing against Brisbane um, they'd want to stamp their authority back and, and really show who's who's kind of the better team in Adelaide mm-hmm. Hawks uh, West Coast actually this will be a really good game I reckon Hawks versus West Coast yeah mm-hmm. it depends which Hawthorne comes up I mean they lost a lot of players against us yesterday yeah. I mean not yesterday last week mm-hmm. um, so it was kind of a, almost a VFL like Hawthorne realistically um, but um it just depends if, if they can nullify uh, West Coast tools. Otherwise, West Coast will be way too strong, I think. Yeah. Uh, next one, in my opinion, will be should be a popcorn match. Bulldogs and Carlton. Yeah, I think Carlton will have a lot of confidence going into this game um, because they, they played pretty well against Eston. I think the worrying sign for Carlton was that they managed to concede about 100 points as well, um, even though they beat Essendon. Um, but I think the Dogs... If they are to show the AFL they are the real deal, um, they have to pump Carlton pretty heavily. Um, and I think just if you look at the midfield matchups, I think that's where the game will be won. Um, and the Dogs, I think they'll they'll show um, the AFL that they really deserve a kind of a, a top kind of two position. And, and hopefully they'll if if they can show that they'll win Carlton pretty comfortably. Okay, 
Fremantle Dockers and Lions? Um, yeah, I think the Lions are improving pretty much every week. I mean, people thought that without Lockie Neal, they'd, you know, fall off a cliff pretty much. But I think um, without well, no Lockie Neal, they've showed they've got the depth. They've had Zach Bailey in there at times and Dane Zorko spent more time in the midfield. So I guess they've spread the load a bit more and I think the Lions will be too strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> All right, uh, first of all, lemon and ginger. That's your homework this week. Yeah, lemon, ginger, rest. And um, yeah, so for those who are listening, uh, basically, I am a father of a newborn. I'm your host and uh, semi-sleep deprived, but um, I was in your position for a few weeks. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I totally understand. So lemon, and ginger, and a bit of honey yeah. if required. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a chat next week and hopefully uh, Saints will go up. As well as bombers. Alrighty. Yeah, thank no you. worries. Yeah, thank you so much. Alright, um, I'm gonna leave you here. Um, and all the listeners out there, um, keep following social media on uh, with Triple F. And I'll speak to you next time. Alright, bye for now. Bye bye.